We're excited that you're here today, and uh, we are asking that uh, you pay attention. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Pastor Frank's asked me to uh, lead us in this. Uh, he's uh, had what's wrong with you? He's got his sunglasses on. Have you noticed? He's got little issues in his eyes, and so he don't want to touch a lot of things. That's why he didn't shake your hand. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead us today in this this part. Um, but as I shared with the children about the Lord's Supper, about what it means, uh, you know, 3,000, 3,500 years ago or so, uh, the, the people of God were escaped out of Egypt. And, and when they did through, through following uh, Moses, they, uh, they were able to not be in captivity any longer to the Egyptians. And so whenever they were able to escape, and, they, and they, they, we call it the exodus, we actually left out of Egypt and they, and they headed to the land of promise, God said, look, make this a day once a year. We're going to call it the Passover meal. And, 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 and remember what I did for you whenever that angel of the Lord passed over and every firstborn cattle, everything was, was, was killed. And that's when finally the Pharaoh said, Moses, take your people and get out. And so the Lord provided that exodus. And so when Jesus was on the scene, he came and he, had, he, was, felt, he was celebrating that meal with them. We refer to it sometimes as the, the Last Supper. You know, it's, it's not nothing, but anyway, it's when Jesus was with his disciples and they were celebrating that Passover as a, as a Hebrew people. And they were remembering, as biblically was taught by Moses 1,500 years before that, they were celebrating that meal together. And Jesus took the bread, and he broke it, and he gave thanks. And he took the wine, and he broke it, and he gave thanks. And he told them to do this in remembrance of me. What a privilege that is, church, that our Lord and Savior, as we sang about, came down from heaven, and heaven came to fight for us. That's big. Because I needed someone to fight for me. I don't know about you, but I did. I needed that. And so today, we're going to ask the deacons. They're going to come forward and join us to help uh, do this uh, honor as we honor what God, through Jesus Christ, has done for us. Brother Ron, would you cost off to Ron? Would you lead us in prayer, please?
as the disciples were there with Jesus. Scripture tells us in, in Matthew, it's in Luke, it's in 1 Corinthians. Uh, Paul talks about it. But here, uh, Matthew tells us, while they were eating, Jesus took some bread. And after blessing, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And when you remember what he did for us through his body. Jesus said to them when they were taken, he took up the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them and he says, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Mr. Z, would you lead us in prayer?
Lord said to his brothers sitting with him, that this represents my blood of the new covenant. Do this in remembrance of me. Let me lead us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, once again, we just thank you for loving us. We thank you that your love was so great that you became flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. And that without sin in your life, you gave it up so that we could stand before you perfect and righteous and holy. All because of the cross, Lord God. Not anything to do with what we have done other than believing that you are who you say you are. And that is the risen Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for this church and for how you're using it in this community. Continue to glorify your kingdom through our words, our actions, and our deeds. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. This morning as we have rejoiced, as we have proclaimed the name of Jesus, as we have been excited, you might ask, why? You say, well, preacher, because of Jesus. That's exactly right. But I also want us to continue to think and realize of all that we've done today, the importance of one. The importance of one. I look out and I see many people here today. It is a blessing to have our church here together as a whole and to have our Spanish mission here as well. But each one of you is important. Each one of you is a special blessing. And God has picked you. You see, the family is not complete until everyone is together. That's why God puts so so much emphasis upon the one. The lost sheep. The one pearl. The one wayward son. God never just said, well, you know, we've got so many, we don't need that one. Everyone is important to God. And this morning, I want you to know you are important to God. Amen? You are important to God. You are that one. This morning, as we come and as we continue to to proclaim the name of Jesus, I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of John, chapter 1. John chapter 1, verses 45 and 46. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verses 45 and 46, and then also verse 49. John chapter 1. And John chapter 1, beginning with verse 45, it says, Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and so did the prophets, Jesus, the son of Joseph, from from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, Nathanael asked him. And then go down to verse 49, and it says, Rabbi, Nathanael replied, You are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. And then if you... Take your Bibles and turn over to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13. 
Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, and I'd like to read verses 45 and 46. Matthew, chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. And when he found one priceless pearl, he went and sold everything he had, and he bought it. I don't know about you, but this week in our community has been a very difficult and hard week of the events that have taken place. But it also has reminded me of the importance of the one. We've got a lot of people in our town. But we also need to be reminded that even though we're blessed and we have all these people in our town, there are many who are hurting. And Maybe we don't realize it, maybe we're unaware, but we need to see that the one, the one that needs Jesus. Remember the day... When, if you saw a penny on the ground, you'd pick it up. Remember that? Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, preacher, it depends if it's heads or tails. I know, I know. Let's not say it's superstition or anything. How many of you would pick up a penny today if you saw it on the ground? Wow. Are you sure? Pennies from heaven. Well, the offering should increase then. Okay. How many of you would not, be honest, how many of you would not pick up a penny? Okay. All right. Surprisingly, the more said they would. What if they came in here in just a moment and were passing out cookies and said you could only have one cookie? Would you still take it? Okay. But would you try to get another one? Yep. Okay. Okay. You know, a lot of times... One penny, one cookie. What about a dollar bill? Would you take that? Oh, I see those hands. Okay. Okay. You know, a lot of times, because of in what we're living in today, because of value of things, a lot of times we, we say, well, you know, one cookie, that's, that's okay, but I really would like half a dozen, you know. A lot of times we devalue things or we look at a penny or we look at a dollar and we think, well, that's not very important. I want you to know this morning you are very important to God. You have been brought in or have had the opportunity to be brought into the family of God. And God counts you as that one. He, he looks at you. You are that one. And he is grateful to have you. But at the same time, there are many that are still missing. And I want us to see this morning that those people are missed dearly. We need to be committed. We need to be intentional in reaching one more for Jesus Christ. Intentional. Now, sometimes we get intentional on certain things that, okay, I'm going to do this or, or, or bust, but... but are we intentional in reaching one more person for Jesus Christ? Jesus 
took the time and he went out and he told his disciples and he told of the importance of sharing Christ and he he showed each disciple was responsible for reaching one more. And as church members this morning, we need to see that we have been invited to reach one more unchurched person for Jesus Christ. We need to invite one more family that maybe they live in our neighborhood and maybe we need to invite them to our home first. Maybe we need to invite them for coffee. Maybe we need to invite them for some for Ms. Glenda's banana pudding. Anybody would come, wouldn't I mean, Preston would come. Oh, he's not inviting anyone, okay. But you know, what about making it intentional to say, you know, There's people on my block that I know, and I know that every Sunday their car never moves out of the driveway. I know every Sunday when I come back, they're still there. They haven't gone anywhere. You know, I'm going to invite them over. I'm going to invite them over to my house, and we're going to have coffee. We're going to have tea, whatever the case may be, and just get to know them. And use that as an opportunity to eventually to invite that one to God. Or God might lead you to talk to that one about Jesus Christ. You see, we, we need to realize that we have been selected in the sense that we were picked as that one to, to bring into the fold of God's family at one point in our life. And, and, and we're no longer out there by ourselves. We have been brought in. But there's still a lot of people that need to be brought in to the fold. One more. Each year, Vacation Bible School comes around, and God has blessed us with children every year. Last year, we had more children, you know, but you know what? If one more child came next year, that would be fine. We would do what we'd have to do. You can always fit another child in a room. And the same way with this church. We can always fit in one more. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, It says, you yourselves are our letter. This is Paul writing. He said, written on our hearts. I I know when I read, you show that you are Christ's letter, delivered by us, not written by ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. This morning, we have been blessed to be part of this wonderful family of God. We have enjoyed this wonderful service this morning. But let me tell you, you are a living stone. You are a, that tablet. We, we are that representative of God. And as we go out in this community, we need to be intentional of sharing Jesus Christ with other people. If we don't do it, who will? No one. We need to see that there's still many, many, many people who need Jesus Christ. Sometimes, and and I am so guilty of this sometimes, sometimes I I, I get kind of, I don't know if I'm using the word in the right phrase, but I'll be told about it later. Uh, um, Lethargic, you know that word, lethargic? Preston, you heard that word before? Okay, okay. Lethargic basically means, to me, yeah, you just don't want to move. You don't want to do things. You know, we've all been there, right? We've all we've all been been there. A little little lethargic, and and but we we also need to see that as a believer in Jesus Christ, time the time that we live in right now. I know it's hectic. I know it's crazy. I know at times we can't even understand it. Say, Lord, what is happening? 
But if anything, this is where we need to get up and move and share with people about Jesus Christ. We, we need to invite them into our homes. Maybe we'll def- discover some of the pain and the agony that they're going through. And, and we can share the love of Christ with them. We need to grow. We need to grow in our relationship with others. We need to show them through love that Jesus is the only way. That Jesus Christ is the only way. I I hear people every week that say, well, you know, there's a lot of religions out there. I'll find God somehow. Let me tell you. Yeah, there's a lot of religions out there, and some of them you'll never find God. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, and our God has presented that to us, and we need to share. I hear more people say, well, preacher, you know, as long as I'm good, and, and, you know, preacher, I don't think God's going to send me to hell, because I just don't think there's going to be one. It really doesn't matter what you think. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says, and there is a hell. There is a hell. And, and, and we need to share with people, not in a, not in a, not in a, in a way that they just, but we need to share, we need to share and say, look, out of the love of my heart, I want you to know that heaven is real, but I also want you to know that hell is real. And the only way that you can get to heaven is accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And, and we need to see that, we need to make the time for one more telling about Jesus Christ. I know we are getting ready to reach a period in the life of our church in the next month and a half. We're going to be nonstop. Something every day. Something every day. But let me let you look at it from a different way. This coming Saturday, Upward Sports starts. All right? How many people, Preston, do you think will be out that field next Saturday? Thousands? Possible. Let me tell you something. You know, sometimes you say, well, I don't have time to go off. I don't don't know where to go. This come next week, they'll be right here at our doorstep. People who need Jesus. People that we need to begin a relationship with. Begin talking with them. You see, sometimes I know we get busy, but between the pumpkin patch that will bring in over a thousand students. That's not counting mom, dad, and everybody else. Pumpkin, I mean, and upward, there are so many that will be coming right here to us. We need to make sure we take the, the opportunity to share because that one more is important. And we need to be ready. You say, well, Brother Frank, what if, what if they tell me no? It's okay. But you've told them. You've told them about Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something else that's interesting. Even though you think a lot of people are going to tell you no, 75% of them will tell you yes. More will tell you yes than no. But here's another thing that just blew my mind. Do you know how many church members does it take to reach an unsaved person? Now, I don't know how they calculated this. But they say it takes 85 church members to reach one unsaved person. That just blows my mind. 85. Because I think about, you can't get 85 Baptists doing one thing at the same time. 85 church members to reach an unsaved person. 
Guys, I want us to see, and I know my time is gone, but dinner's here. (laughs) Will we be intentional in striving to reach one more person for Jesus Christ? Will we be accountable to each other that we have shared the goodness of God with one more person? And will we be mature in discipling a brother and sister in the Lord? You see, all these things need to be done because we need to see the importance of reaching one more for our Lord. As beautiful as today has been, and it has been wonderful to worship here, to praise the Lord, to have our sister church with us. Heaven is not even going to be close in comparison. And just think of all the languages that will be spoken. But also looking out and saying, you know, there's one more because I took the time to share Jesus with that person. Lord, we thank you for this time this morning. And I pray that we would all see the importance of sharing the gospel. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord, for you sharing with us and, Lord, reaching that one. Lord, we just ask that you would guide us. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. We invite you to stand as we sing. Brother Preston will be down front if God has been speaking to you today.
to be in God's house today. I hope you have enjoyed it. I want to thank Tara and all the musicians in making this uh, a very uh, special service. Uh, Miss Wanda Fallon down here has the blue book. Those of you that have been in the pumpkin patch ministry, uh, if you'd like to sign up and serve different hours in the pumpkin patch, Miss Wanda's down front here. She has the blue book. Well, the president's already mentioned the pumpkins are coming in uh, later this evening. Uh, two prayer requests that I have. I um, want to continue to remember Roy Herrera. Roy had his pacemaker taken out, put back in, had some complications, but doing better. Also, Mr. Ron Gillette uh, had his bypass surgery and doing good so far, but as of yesterday, was still in the hospital. We also are blessed today with two special little babies, and they haven't made a peep. Chelsea and her mom has brought the twins, and they are right down front, and what a blessing to have them here today. So, but Preston, I'm going to let you go back and shake hands. Another thing we need to remember, tomorrow morning, 6.30, log cabins, men's breakfast. That's right. Men only, 6.30, tomorrow morning, log cabins. I, I was asking if Brother Carlos was here, and I understand he's under the weather. He's our Spanish pastor. So would you lead us in our closing prayer? You can pray Spanish, English, whatever you would like, okay? Spanish. Spanish. Okay, would you lead us in our closing prayer? <laughs> 